0: Once upon a time in adequately advanced magic.
1: Numerous tubes and pipes line the metallic walls of the room, with many of them connecting to four clear glass tanks. The fourth tank is damaged and empty. You see a white rabbit with black bands around each eye, almost like eyeliner. It's wearing a black tactical vest on its back and also a, a small black beanie he pulls out a little like it's the corner of a sheet of paper niklaus reaches down for it you guys need to get off the ship
0: i take it over to the magnifying glass lens thing she had
2: before it says
1: 555 five, Artorius street comma Cantaloon. as you pick up the picture frame A small business card falls out of it. I pick up the business card. In very small letters on the front, it says Arakor.
2: But do you guys know how I could get to, and then I say the address, like 555 Artoria Street?
3: Harkor looks at Nicholas like,
2: where where did you hear that address from? You guys head out, and now
1: that you are no longer lost, you make good time. Eventually you arrive at the address, 555 Artoria Street, and you see a small rundown business plaza.
2: Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic.
1: It's quiet as the group enters the business plaza. There's a few patrons still around, illuminated by the rhythmic flickering of Illusion Magitek advertising for the nearby shops. In general, the U-shaped plaza is about three stories, with the shops on the first floor.
3: So we just have the address for this location, not like suite 324 or anything like that.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
3: Is there a directory somewhere?
1: Do a perception check.
2: Fourteen.
1: Yeah. As you walk into the plaza, in the center, there's a magical directory.
2: Does it say, you are here, uh, anti-corporate terrorist group is here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess all of you guys go up and look at it. I yeah. do.
3: I don't know if anyone else yeah. follows me.
2: Yes. Yeah. So
1: does Audrey Constance and Gobzu. They're still around. <laughs> they won't leave. <laughs> The three of you take a look at the directory, and there's a couple of stores here. There's a couple of things that stand out to you. There is a hairdresser shop. There is a store that apparently makes business cards. Ooh. A small Souls Mart. And a pawn shop. You also see that there is listed under one of the businesses, Arakor.
3: Guys, I found it! Guys! (laughs) Are they up on, like, a second level or something?
1: No, they're on the first floor. Okay.
2: Uh, well, uh, um, right. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any reason to to linger. You know, I uh, I don't have any hair needs or any uh, pawn needs or any souls needs. I think we can at least for me. I'm ready to to kick this in the high gear. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yep. I I agree. Let's let's head
3: over to our destination. What do we see in the location of the alleged Arcor office?
1: The group heads over to the office labeled on the directory. And as you arrive, you see a pretty thick wooden door and a window that you can look inside. On the door, there's a sign that says, Arakor, Civil Rights Practice. Checks out.
0: Niklaus attempts to open the door.
1: As you open the door, it bumps into something. And from behind it, you hear someone go, ow.
2: I I close the door and then knock on the door. (laughs) 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 So as not to be rude. The voice goes, yeah, who is it?
1: Cirrus! Cyrus is here! Uh, okay, I don't I don't really know who you are, but come inside. I do that.
3: Does the door open this time?
1: Yeah. As you open the door, you see Tiger, the rabbit.
3: Oh, wow. I was not expecting to meet him.
1: He's wearing his trademark beanie and his tactical rabbit clothing.
2: I can't believe somebody just left their pet here unattended. That is so irresponsible.
1: Hello, Tiger! He looks surprised as Hirkir and Niklaus walk in. He says... Oh, hey! Surprise! Long time, long time no see. You made it out. Barely.
2: I for sure thought that fall was going to kill you. So did we. I nearly did. Oh my god, a talking rabbit. Oh, hi. Hello. My name's Tiger. My name's Sirius. <laughs> Good to meet you. <laughs> uh, I bend. I like kind of crouch down and attempt to shake his paw. Yeah, he extends it. He also
1: introduces himself to Audrey, Constance, and Gobzu- and he's like, wow, there's a lot of you guys. That was just you? Wait, wasn't there a third one? He did not make it. We had some difficulty getting here.
2: Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for your loss.
1: Yeah, sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, uh, come in. He shows you guys to a bit of a small waiting room. There's a couple of couches, old couches, that don't smell particularly good. And there's a small rabbit-sized table in front of another door inside. In the corner, there's... A little container full of hay. Is that your
2: bed? No, that's my food. Oh. But it can also be my bed. <laughs> Handy. Joey, are talking sentient rabbits a commonality in this world? No. For you, serious, having never met Tiger before, it's
1: pretty weird.
2: Like, there must have been something in that I can't believe it's not electrolytes that wasn't regulation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just I'm just so excited for all the interaction between Gabsu, Audrey, Constance, <laughs> and, and, and Tiger. I mean, they're gonna have such interesting conversations, discovering each other's backstories. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah do, do you actually need us here, Joey? Like, we can. Yeah. Just
1: we'll we'll do like a solo one where I just talk to myself for an hour. that be really <laughs> yeah. that be that'll be really good.
3: So uh, you gave us this address.
0: You said we'd find more answers here.
2: I found a business card in my dad's apartment. That's why I'm here. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about what they're talking about.
1: Yeah. Tiger's like, do you you guys not know each other very well? Is Sarah's like in her like police officer uniform for all this?
2: Yes.
0: I think we met her today. (laughs) Yesterday.
2: It was not very long ago. I'm pretty sure it was two hours ago. Huh? Yep.
0: She did the magic thing. Oh. Yeah. We were very surprised.
2: Yeah. Apparently, apparently what I could do is magic. Who knew?
1: Without Magitek? Uh,
2: I mean, uh, not that I can... As far as I could tell, yes. Um, I didn't realize what I was doing was magic, and I still am kind of skeptical, but um, like I just thought I was just like really cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Klaus like, has to look away.
3: <laughs>
0: does,
2: it, does it
1: betray anything
3: on his face?
1: <laughs> well, how about I sort of explain what we do here, what Arakor is, and then we can figure out a way to help each other
2: your knows a little bit, but yes. Cirrus definitely thinks she's hallucinating all this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what gave it away? The
3: bunny in the tactical vest? Who's talking? <laughs> B- basically.
1: Yeah, so our core is named after an elvish term that means one who protects the forest. We're a sort of an anti-corporate civil rights group. And we, in general, we just think the old ways are better before the corporations took over and, you know, owned us we do some civil rights stuff, campaigning for civil rights and helping helping people who have been disenfranchised by the corporations.
3: Uh-huh.
0: So how did it come to be that you were helping us escape from that ship? It seems a little bit beyond the purview of a civil rights organization.
1: Uh, well, how about we wait for Alistair to get back and then we can all talk about it together.
2: How are you talking?
1: How are you talking?
2: You know what? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I don't actually have a response to that.
0: (laughs) Oh, a tiger. Let's introduce our friends. This is Gobsu. Gobsu, say hi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, Gobsu's like, oh, hi. Uh,
0: This is Audrey and Constance, their sisters. And uh, Audrey's the one that actually helped us when we crashed through that roof when we fell from the ship. Uh, So she saved their lives. So these people we trust with our lives...
1: Okay, and they all know you can cast magic?
0: Yeah, we were really good about not letting one see, and we only very intentionally let them in on that, uh, you know, <laughs> when we've trusted them fully.
1: Okay, yeah, I think you guys should be careful about that.
2: Yeah, I agree. Didn't you do a magic show in, like, the last episode? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Cyrus is just like, so wait, you're a rabbit, but your name is Tiger.
1: Yeah, that's T-Y-G-R-R. I am so confused. The door that you guys came in opens, and standing in the doorway is an older elf with a gray suit and gray hair and some stubble to match. He's wearing a pair of round spectacles and has a rather discerning, emotionless look on his face. Tiger says, oh, Alistair, you're back. The elf responds, yes, hello. Who are our guests, Tiger? And Tiger goes through introducing each one of you guys. Tiger gives a couple of details about everybody, and completely devoid of emotion, Alistair says, How about we talk about this in my office?
3: That sounds good. Sure. All right.
1: Yeah, he opens his office door and beckons pretty much everybody in. Here you see a pretty fancy looking desk. What's the wood, Joey? What's the wood? You know what wood it is. <laughs> but I need to hear you say it. <laughs> Uh, here in the office, you see a very nice cocobolo desk.
2: Oh, yeah. If it's ever not cocoboa, I am definitely pegging that person as the villain of the campaign.
1: <laughs> the office is pretty sparsely decorated. There's a couple of binders sitting in a bookshelf behind the desk. The only object that appears to be of personal significance is a single magical snow globe.
3: We can tell it's magical.
1: Yeah, you've never seen this before. It's just a very quaint scene of a farmhouse, but you don't really see any Magitite or Magitek. It's not hooked up to anything. And you get the feeling that this is more akin to that pipe that you got. Uh, here, here.
3: An amusing but mostly useless magical item.
1: Yeah, but it's, its magic is contained in itself, and it's very obviously an older uh, object.
3: A pre-Magitek type thing.
1: Yeah. Alistair says, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Alistair, attorney at law. How can I help you all today?
3: Hercule looks at Tiger. You had us come here.
1: Well, okay. How about we start from the beginning?
2: I sit down. I I lean back in my chair, ready for story time. Who are you, then? How did you get here?
3: I'm Hercule, and this is Niklaus.
1: Niklaus waves.
3: And Tiger helped us escape from an airship laboratory some time ago, possibly six months to a year. I don't remember how much time has passed in game. Maybe it's only been a few weeks. He gave us this address, and after much trial and tribulation, we made it.
2: So here's what happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so my father went missing some time ago, months, weeks, and I have reason to believe that Valdivian might have something to do with it. I searched his apartment and I found a business card for Erakor uh, with this address. And later that day, I uh, I met up with these, with these gentlemen uh, who, by the way, lied about their names to me. Uh, we will talk about that later. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and here we are.
1: And the three of you can all cast magic. As it turns out, yes. Interesting. Well, since Tiger asked you to come here, we are willing to help out However we can. It seems to me the three of you have been disenfranchised by these corporations, changed against your will.
3: Nick Klaus and I were definitely, I think, experimented on. I don't really remember that
1: period of time. Yes, and in the case of Sirius, this is very unique.
2: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what happened. I heard a voice in my head one day offering to provide aid. I said yes, and then all of a sudden I could start glowing and stuff like that.
1: Interesting. In any case, what is it that each of you are seeking? It's hard for us to help if we don't know what you desire.
3: I think to start with, answers. Who is doing this and why? And perhaps from there, trying to stop them. Hercules looks at Niklaus. Yeah, I don't.
0: we don't know exactly who did this to us. We know Valdivian was involved, but I feel like there's more to it than just that.
2: Uh, and I I just want to find what happened, find out what happened to my father. Find him, if possible, and bring those who did this to him to justice. I see.
1: Alistair has been taking notes this entire time, and he beckons Tiger over to look at something.
3: Look at the sweet doodle I made. <laughs>
1: it's, all, it's all just caricatures of everybody. <laughs> Alistair says, Tiger and I will start looking into it. However, given that you three have special skills, would you be willing to help us out on occasion if we were to call upon you?
0: Certainly. We do owe a tiger something of a debt for helping us out of
2: that situation. If it'll help me with my with my issue, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do I whatever. I have an issue. My issues. dad's missing. Yes, that's an issue. <laughs> your, your daddy, daddy issue. issues. <laughs> <laughs> if my <laughs> my father issues... I'll do whatever I can.
1: Well, that's good, he says, rather without emotion. Can Niklaus get a sense of how Alistair has been truthful? Yeah, do an insight check.
0: It's not very good. It's going to be a 4 plus 2. That'll be a 6.
1: You're pretty certain that everything he's said so far is truthful. There's no sense of deception from what he's said so far. Alistair continues, and he says, I suppose your group does not have a place to stay? No,
3: nor... What much in the way of resources.
1: How about your group check-in with Annette? She's the landlady here. She can get you guys set up. Just tell her I sent you.
3: Where do we find Annette?
1: She has an apartment on the second floor. It's apartment 2F. 2 F. All right. Yes, well, it was nice meeting you.
3: Very nice to meet you as well. We appreciate
1: your help.
2: Thank you so much, sir. It's been a pleasure. Nicholas thoughts.
1: You.
3: Stands up awkwardly. The chair makes, like, a loud scratch across the floor.
2: <laughs>
3: and heads out with everyone, I assume.
2: Cyrus stands up and pushes her chair back uh, to the position it was in originally. Because uh, she's not rude. And then she also leaves with everybody else.
3: She thinks she's not rude.
2: serious
1: as you leave, Alistair actually does look up for a second and he says, serious one minute, uh,
2: if you okay. please. Okay. Uh, I'll meet you guys outside. I guess. Okay. It's true. I stay behind.
0: Yeah. Niklaus heads out. Her
3: cure
1: goes with him. So does the rest of the group, who are mainly talking amongst themselves. Constance is like, ugh, who is this guy?
0: I figure they'd all be talking about the uh, talking rabbit.
2: Yeah, they also talk about the rabbit. <laughs> Gobzu's just like,
1: I don't think I've ever seen anything so cute before.
2: Nobody is concerned enough about this talking rabbit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Back in the office, Alistair turns around in his chair and grabs a bottle from somewhere and he pours himself a drink and he says tell me serious what is the name of your father
2: my father's name is torben
1: i see i am in fact familiar with your father serious
2: really he's never mentioned you to me before
1: i was not completely sure but there is a striking familial resemblance uh, thank- yes in the past we have worked together before. Torben did come to my office a couple of weeks ago, and he appeared to be quite nervous about something.
2: What, what did he say?
1: He told me he thought he was being followed. I offered him a place to stay, but he declined.
2: Did he say why? Did he say who he thought was following him?
1: No, unfortunately he was quite vague about his present situation. In any case, I think it would be better if you were to stay here with your new friends.
2: You think? Do you think I'm also being followed?
1: I think it's certainly a possibility.
2: Cirrus gets nervous. She remembers what happened a few episodes ago. <laughs> back, back uh, to that magic user that she encountered on the first day on her first day on the Force, and she's like, "Can you? Are you? Can you protect me?" I can offer a little
1: bit of protection. In any case, I think here should be safer than your home.
2: Uh, well, if my if my dad trusted you, then I guess I will as well. And if you think that's best, I can, I can, I could stay here a few days. I'll just send a message to the, to the office saying that I am taking some leave time. <laughs>
1: On your second day of work. Yeah, requesting some PTO.
2: It's been five years. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. I'm, I'm assuming I have five years of uh, paychecks also in my bank account. <laughs> Unfortunately, your apartment living
1: costs are high.
2: It's so true. And I have, a, <laughs> I have a studio, and even that, like, rent's crazy. I shouldn't have splurged on coffee yesterday.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or uh, sports drinks.
2: Yeah, the the digitation flavor always costs extra. <laughs> but yes, give me some time, and I will
1: look into this matter.
2: I really, really appreciate it. I've had no leads so far, and not a lot of cooperation from my superiors, so this, this is a huge, huge help.
1: Alistair returns to his notes. I leave. Yeah. As you leave, you bump into the rest of the party.
2: Ow! Hey! Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Being this tall, sometimes I just bump into people who are shorter than me. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is Cirrus? She's pretty tall. She She's close to six feet. I think she's like 5'10", or something like that. Uh, uh. How tall is everybody else? <laughs> the class is 5'10". Okay, Her she's uh, like 5'8". She, she's, si- she's now 6
0: feet tall. Niklaus <laughs> has like those 2-inch boot, boot extensions that like Tom Cruise wears <laughs> make him, to
1: make himself 6 feet. It, don't worry, all the camera angles we use make you seem a little bit taller. i mm-hmm. okay,
2: good, yes. I want flattering camera angles. <laughs> Constance says, uh, so should we go find this and that?
3: Yes. Her care starts wandering towards a stairwell. Does he know where a stairwell is?
1: Yeah, it's not that hard to find.
3: Okay. Whew.
0: So we, we memorized the map when we were there earlier. We're yeah, good. we're good.
2: <laughs> that that photogenic. No wait, photographic memory.
0: Photogenic. That photogenic looks
2: memory.
3: really
1: good in your memory. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. No, just it just gets added to your to your main map, and then you're always you
1: know. <laughs> it reveals the fog of war. and it's just there all the time. The party heads to apartment two F, and you arrive. What does the door look like? The door itself is pretty standard. The You see that there's lettering on the door. Ooh. The metal lettering on the door that says 2F is nailed in, except the F is crooked.
3: Classy. Is there like a doorbell or a, a knocker or a Magitech type device?
1: Yeah, there's a button on the right side of the door.
3: I push the button.
1: You push the button and some Magitech clunks into place. And you're, you're pretty sure you hear the sounds of birds inside from inside you hear a voice go i'm coming and then a series of crashes from inside oh geez
3: her girl looks back at everyone else and is like oh dear
0: what did she you do ready readies his weapons
2: <laughs> <laughs> what did you do press the button Ugh. okay <laughs> rookie mistake <laughs>
1: <laughs> a couple of seconds later the door opens and in front of you you see a net apparently She's a pretty attractive halfling woman with brown hair. She's wearing a light gray pencil skirt and a matching jacket over a white blouse. Behind her, you see chaos. Literally the plane of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow from her attempt to get from the living room to the door, she's managed to knock over everything, and it's a—it's like a hot mess. Uh, you hear a man's voice from inside groan a little bit and be like, Ugh.
3: Hey, sounds like Constance.
1: <laughs> she opens the door and she says, Hello! Hi. Everything all right in there? Are you oh, Annette? Yeah, don't worry about it. I am
3: Annette. Alistair sent us something about accommodations.
1: Oh, yeah, I can help you with that. That would be great. She introduces herself to everybody, and everybody does likewise as well. <laughs> so many introductions all the time.
3: No, no, we want to hear them all individually yeah, in each... their special voices.
1: <laughs> each time. <laughs> Yeah Constance is like Hello Annette you seem nice Audrey's like
2: hey (laughs) y'all Hey Annette We should get name tags
1: (laughs) Gobzi's just like oh hello Annette says yeah just let me put my shoes on real fast She grabs her shoes in such Excitement that she knocks the whole rack over And a bunch of shoes tumble to the floor Do we hear
3: another groan from inside
1: From inside you hear someone picking up the mess Already (laughs) Uh,
2: Ma'am are you okay do you need help
1: Um no do you
2: need help Yes,
1: actually. (laughs) Great. I'm happy to help. So Alistair said you guys needed apartments? Yes. Okay, there's two on the third floor, and then I can give you a tour of the place? Sure. He looks around. Sounds good. That would be
2: absolutely lovely.
1: (laughs) Annette leads the party up to the third floor, and she has a very bizarre pig pen effect on everything. Like, somehow, you, it's really bizarre. Like, she touches a window, and the window becomes just dirty. Do
2: we detect a supernatural effect, or aura? Do a arcana check. I get a 13. No, this is just how she is.
3: <laughs> a walking chaos magnet.
1: Yeah, she is incredibly
2: clumsy. She's actually
3: part dust method.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I keep my distance from her. <laughs> It's too late. You're covered in dust. <laughs> oh no, my best outfit, my best uniform. <laughs> yeah, at some point she
1: bumps into a mop and a bucket, and the water flies all over you. Serious?
2: Oh, it's nice.
1: It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Uh, she's just like,
2: oh, sorry. Tee-hee. It's fine. It's it's fine.
1: But yeah, she leads you guys up to the third floor, and she points you guys towards two adjacent apartments. Annette opens up the doors for you guys to look at. One of them is a bit nicer. Than the other one. Constance picks up Gobzu and then pulls Audrey, and then they. she's just like, ugh. And she heads into the nicer one.
2: She's like, ugh, npcs only.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was like,
0: well, I, I figured that the girls probably would have wanted to the been in one together, but that, you know,
3: it's
2: okay. It works I, too. I'm a good roommate.
1: They head inside, and Audrey says, uh, yeah, we'll see y'all later. Okay. And she's like, thanks, Ned. And Ned is like, no problem. The three of you head into your apartment, and it's a pretty small one-bedroom. Classic. Love it. As you walk inside, you see that there's a pressed-digitation sink on the left and the kitchen countertop. The appliances appear to be pretty old, but functioning. Farther into the apartment, you see that there is an unfurnished living room. And beyond that, there is a single hallway that leads to a restroom and what appears to be a pair of glass sliding doors that separate the bedroom from the hallway.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting. So the, the bedroom has clear sliding doors, or are they not clear?
1: They're frosted glass.
0: Oh. Mm,
2: frosted that was
1: glass. Glad that's the, that, that's the detail we really wanted to hone in on.
2: Yeah, I was just like, weird. Yeah, what's the flooring like in that hallway, Joey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I assume there's a bed in the bedroom? There's not a bed, but there's a couple of mats nearby.
3: Sure, whatever. <laughs> Fine, I can just sleep on the floor. It's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, this uh, this whole arc is actually going to be like Animal Crossing. You're gonna buy furniture <laughs> for your apartment.
0: Oh, I like I'm it. Down. I'm, I'm down. For that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we go into like the sewers and we defeat like a giant, you know, underground <laughs> spider like area. We collect the silk and take it to a weaver <laughs> and then, <laughs>
2: they make the sheets for us. And we don't have to pay rent or anything is there some is there any sort of fee for staying here and that says nope okay well, like what's the catch though mm, nothing i'll say help me out once must have been a pretty pretty big help out yeah alistair is actually how i met my husband oh that's, really that's so lovely what a lucky gentleman how is your husband's health by the way <laughs> he's fine like no bruises or injuries or being covered with mop water or dust or anything like that.
1: And that just says
2: tee <laughs>
1: <laughs> As you do.
2: Anyways, how about that
1: tour of the place?
2: Oh yeah. Sure.
1: Lead the way. Yep. And that leads you back down the stairs and onto the ground level, which is where the shops are.
2: Woo shops.
1: As you walk through the apartment section, you do see that there's a couple of tenants here, none of whom really seem out of place.
3: So no, like, talking marmots in tactical vests or anything?
1: Yeah, just uh, as as you guys are just walking around, she's like, So you guys met Tiger? Isn't he the best? He is the best.
2: Are there, like, other talking rabbits? Is he the only one? You know, I've never met any before, except for Tiger. How How is he, like, how is he possible?
1: I don't know, maybe Magitek? He doesn't like to talk about it that much.
2: Do these apartments have a a name are they like the Aracor Flats or something? Yeah, this is the Willow Bend Plaza. I see. And that takes you
1: down to the first floor. She starts showing you around the shops. First you guys drop by the business card store. It's called Cloak and Dagger Printing. And she introduces you to a a gnome with long black hair and an absolutely magnificent mustache, whose name apparently is Ramiro. Ramiro, the gnome. There's also a small Soulsmart located in the square, and Annette introduces you to a thin half orc named Harry, who has sandy brown hair and some stubble.
2: So you like the Soulsmart attendant? Yeah. I promise him that we won't destroy his Soulsmart.
1: <laughs> He's like, okay. That's, Thanks, guys. That's a promise. <laughs>
0: Nicholas whispers to Ceres, you shouldn't make promises you don't know if you can keep. Well, I mean... Next time you say, you promise to try not to destroy it.
2: Oh, that's good. I write that down yeah. in my notebook.
1: Yeah. You also pass by a what is apparently a pawn shop called Falcon's Reach Golden Pawn, and Annette introduces you to an elderly, somewhat overweight human named Harrison.
2: Sorry, did you introduce two characters in a row, in a row with the name Harry and Harrison? Yes. Okay, thank you. That that's that that'll be fun to remember. <laughs> I'm
3: not sure it's gonna be super important to know all this, but
2: Harry Harrison and Ramiro. <laughs>
1: and and that also takes you by what appears to be a somewhat recently established stall, and you see a familiar-looking white-furred tabaxi, who is very short. Ah. As you guys approach, he says Siesta has wares. And then he waves happily at you.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, Siesta. Good to see you again. Meow. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Hi, nice to meet you.
1: Annette says, is there anything else I can
0: help you with? We're a little low on funds at the moment. Do you know a good place where we can make some coin? Is
1: there a job board? <laughs> she says, yeah, there's a job board in the center of the square. Great. You guys will definitely have to come over for dinner sometime.
2: Oh my god, I love dinner. what What kind of what kind of dinner uh, can we expect? The JYMO kind. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't yeah. believe it's not turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my husband will definitely want to meet you guys. We, we'd be delighted. We absolutely have to come over. I cannot wait. As
1: Annette is talking to you guys, she accidentally bumps into Siesta's wares. Oh no. And there is sort of like a domino effect where everything falls to the ground.
0: Nikos tries to catch something before it falls.
1: <laughs> yeah, do a dexterity check. Ten. You catch a heat metal magitek as it's about to hit the floor. A bunch of other stuff clatters t- onto the ground, though. Siesta doesn't really say anything, and she- he just starts picking everything up. Annette is just like, oops, sorry, teehee. <laughs> I offer to help pick things up. Yeah, put the
0: magitek back.
1: <laughs> it's like a complete mess except for that one piece of magitek. Immaculate.
3: Immaculate. tech.
1: From the entrance of the plaza, you hear some cackling. And it goes like... <laughs> I look toward
3: the cackling.
1: Here, here, you look towards the cackling and you see a group of gnolls. Oh,
3: goddamn gnolls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stroll in through the front gate.
3: And they're like wielding clubs like... I don't know, some sort of 80s gang movie?
1: <laughs> yes, they are, actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> are we going to have to fight three gnolls again?
1: There's about a dozen Oh, like this time, and the one in the front is wearing a large, oversized, tan suit jacket, and his his bros are wearing black suit jackets. The gnolls stroll up, and the one who cackled loudly, he goes, Annette, where are you? And he cackles again. He goes, hehehehe. <laughs> What does Annette say? Uh, Annette is like, oh. She seems a little bit surprised. Friends of yours, Annette? Nope. Trouble? Yep. The Knoll in the tan suit strolls up to basically right in front of you guys. He greedily clasps his hands to get in front of him, and he says,
2: Annette, it's time to sell. Sell?
1: Annette says, no, I don't want to sell. Aha. Uh-huh. The Knoll goes, hey, 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 hey. Well, you will eventually. It would be such a shame if all these shops got their windows broken, or something. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of the shop owners sort of see what's happening, and they all shut their doors and close their blinds and start hiding inside.
0: But what does Siesta do? He doesn't have anywhere to hide.
1: Siesta just sort of sits there, and he goes,
3: "Meow." Siesta is mobile. He can he can move his wares around. Meow.
2: Excuse me, sir. Are you threatening the owner of this place? That is. Illegal.
3: Definitely against the law. Definitely, definitely.
1: The Knoll's eyes turns towards you, and he he squints a little bit. Hey,
2: hey, 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 hey. <laughs> What's a copper doing here? You're not supposed to be here. I'm like last I checked, it was a, f- a f- well. <laughs> I was gonna say a free city. Um, I could be wherever I want. However, you cannot just be walking around threatening nice people such as Annette. Please leave.
1: A couple of the Knolls behind the one in the tan suit. Seem a little bit uncomfortable with your presence, Sirius.
2: Are they? Are any of them the ones that we encountered at the Soul's Mart? Do a perception check. Because they shouldn't be, because they were locked up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'll be a seventeen. You don't see those exact
1: same knolls, but you do see that they have a very similar fashion sense to the ones before you.
2: Mm. So we've run. We-, we pissed off a Noel gang. You mean a Noel gang pissed us off? It's true.
1: that's right. The Noll in Tan suit looks over his shoulders at his bros and he cackles again. He goes, "He. Hey, 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 hey. This plaza will be mine eventually, Annette. Come on, Annette to sell.
2: Sell, sell, sell.
3: Sir. She does not wish to sell. Perhaps you should
1: leave her alone now.
2: Well, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to politely ask you to leave.
1: All right. What do you say to politely ask them to leave? Please, sir? yeah, so Cirrus is
2: like, Annette is under my protection, and I will not let you harm her or the the good business people of this uh, plaza. plaza. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you'll have to answer to me if you cause further trouble and I look from my from six feet up where I'm standing because of my my height. there was that was definitely the best way to say that. i I try to look intimidating. Go ahead and roll your intimidate check. <laughs> yeah, she's a paladin. Man, that is good. That is 21. Nice. So
1: intimidating. Mm-hmm. The gnoll in the tan suit, he goes,
2: <laughs> You're Not even supposed to be here, copper. Supposed to, not supposed to, what does that even mean? He
1: makes a rude hand sign at you and the rest of the group.
3: How many gnolls are there?
1: <laughs> There's about a dozen.
0: Niklaus whispers under his breath as he casts dissonant whispers on the lead gnoll. All right, what do they roll? It's a wisdom saving throw. He rolls a 12. He fails. He takes 3d6 damage, and...
3: 3d6? Yep.
0: And uh, he has to move as far as his speed allows away from me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: 7 plus 5. 12 psychic damage. The gnoll in the tan suit goes, Ow! And then he runs his distance away from you. Tears stream from his eyes as he does, and... His other null bros are like, "Bruh, are you okay?" I didn't mean to hurt you. He continues to make a very rude hand sign as he runs away, and he says, "I'll be back." The other nulls are like pretty confused, but they run off after him.
2: You were very intimidating, Cirrus. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that <laughs> the my intimidation would hurt them, but I guess that is this the that that magic that I've heard so much about?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> because there's no there's no like semantic or material cost and the creature that is targeted is the only one that hears it
1: as the three of you watch the gnolls run away everybody go ahead and do a perception check
3: perception 16 15
1: 17 wow another straight we're very
3: perceptive today
1: in the distance you see a dark-colored, levitating SUV gently float away as the gnolls run.
3: It's not like the uh, the Halfling and the halfwork SUV of yore.
1: It looks sort of
0: similar. But not necessarily the same one.
3: Yep. Clearly they're working for someone, a bigger gang boss. Or one of the corporations. Sure, the corporations pursue their interests through the gangs, yes. Who was that, Annette? Oh yeah, that guy's name is Rourke. Rourke?
0: Rourke. Rourke.
3: He has his own drift.
0: Have they been pressuring you to sell
1: for a while now? Yeah, for a couple of weeks.
3: Who do they represent?
1: I don't really know. I always just tell them no every single time. They're very insistent though.
3: Yes, I suspect we'll perhaps see some more aggressive attempts at convincing you to sell.
1: Yeah, I think they'll be back.
0: Yeah, I think you said that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Not quite not quite as intimidating as the terminator as uh the terminator.
2: <laughs> To be clear, they're asking you to sell the building, right? Yeah, the entire plaza. Why?
1: I don't know. They really want it for some reason.
3: I assume a couple things. Corporation could want it for redevelopment. They know AeroCore is here and AeroCore is a pain in their butt and they want to create difficulties for them.
0: Or there's an ancient secret underneath the (laughs) plaza that they're hoping to uncover. Do you think so?
3: Oh, Joey's like, got a dungeon crawl coming up for you guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There is now. (laughs) Annette is like, there's an ancient secret underneath the plaza?
3: I think he was just speculating.
1: It's okay, you don't have to tell us.
3: Facetiously,
1: or not. I mean, who really knows?
3: Hercule looks around for cult symbols.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well,
2: thanks for scaring them off
1: this time. I suspect you'll be
3: needing our help with them again.
2: I wouldn't let them hurt you, Annette. We have dinner plans. (laughs)
0: this is why she invited us to dinner (laughs) it was all a long
2: con some big strong friends oh you get a free room oh you want to come for dinner oh now you're invested you you have to protect the place now
0: (laughs) well played Annette well played
3: Annette is actually a massive gang boss (laughs) we're about to get accidentally involved in a huge gang war
0: (laughs) it's a gang war (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: uh, oh
2: <my. laughs> spawns <laughs> yeah and that is actually like wow you guys seem really strong you guys totally scared them away Tee-hee. oh my god thank <laughs> you i work out like on the regs you know on account of being a police officer you know if you guys were looking for a job I bet i could
1: ask some of the shop owners and you know i i also have some money we could probably pay you guys to protect us i mean it wouldn't be a post but i don't know if we would be here all the time Oh, what else do you guys have going on? You homeless hooligans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did you just do with your voice? That was weird. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to pay me to protect you. It's part of my job.
0: It's fine. You can take her share and split it between me and her, uh, her care.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, about yes. the two of
3: you. Alternatively, we could see this as an initial job. Yeah. Clearly, we need to figure out who's behind these knolls. What? going on
0: i'm willing instead of you paying us to get discounts from all of the shop vendors
2: oh can we get a bigger room
0: (laughs) (laughs) no okay what about about just a nicer room
1: (laughs) (laughs) your friends took the other nicer room
2: are they protecting you
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's something for you to discuss amongst yourselves fair fair but I could probably ask ask around to see if the shop owners can give you a discount. That would be appreciated.
3: Much to appreciate.
1: All right. Well, that concludes our tour for today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Love it. Great. This was really lovely. I loved every minute of it.
1: Yeah, so me and Vince will see you over for dinner tomorrow? Vince.
2: Vince. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Tomorrow night? What time?
1: How about we say a sharp six?
2: A sharp six. Okay. I'll be there. Is there anything we should bring?
1: Whatever you want. I think we'll make a stew together.
2: Stew. Cool. I'll pick up some. I can't believe it's not wine from the (laughs) Soul (laughs) Smart. It's
3: literally just the same as modern wine coolers.
1: Comes in a box. It comes in a bag. (laughs) It comes in a bag bag that comes in a box.
3: It comes in a two liter bottle like Coke. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. Well, I'm going to go head back home.
0: Okay. Thank you for the tour. Thank you for the lodgings.
3: Yes, thank you for everything. We'll see you tomorrow night.
1: No, thank you. Everybody, bye
3: Bye-bye.
1: bye She bumps into... not poor Siesta again. <laughs> no, she she bumps into some crates that are nearby, and she walks off, but the crates just, like, disintegrate for some reason. <laughs> they
0: disintegrate. Oh, jeez. Well, do you guys want to take a quick peek at the stuff Siesta has? I don't think we have too much money, but... My money real quick, because I'm pretty
2: sure it's non-existent.
3: I think I have, like, four gold.
2: Apparently I have ten. I don't know how that math works. Ooh, big spender. I know. You guys guys are rich.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. We got 147 in the bank. Right. Through the labor of
0: your friends. (laughs) Hey,
3: I sold those uh, mushrooms fair and square.
0: (laughs) Let's go see what uh, Siesta has.
3: All right.
0: Siesta, how are you? Meow. Meow. Maybe see your wares.
1: Meow. Siesta produces his wares
2: I have to look at what a tabaxi is again
1: It's like the cat people
2: Oh, so it's a Khajiit, okay Yeah. (laughs) I get it
1: You take a look at Siesta's wares and he has a variety of magitex and magitite and some various random items As you take a look at his wares (laughs) Siesta says Siesta can do special delivery if you need it
2: That's right what makes it special? It's so like off off menu. Oh, a secret menu. Guidance. I have to like.
3: I can cast guidance, so it's not.
2: Oh right, that's like the buff. Yeah. The alchemist fire
0: was that like a?
3: It's like Greek what? fire.
0: Like a Molotov cocktail. Nights when exposed to air, dangerous. Seems fine. Perfectly normal. Wait, we need to have a a, a late game so like boss battle, but where we like replace the fire sprinklers system with alchemist fire. Oh no. <laughs> It just sprays the entire inside of the building.
2: Ooh. I could I could flavor shocking grasp as like a taser or something,
3: or you could flavor it as like the joke uh, buzzer
1: to casually accidentally kill someone.
2: <laughs> it's the let's see, it is a uh, casual joke buzzer that does 2d8 damage. Yep.
0: <laughs> if we wanted a, a magic magitek, uh, up to what level are you capable of possibly procuring?
1: Well, probably level four. Wow. But it could take a while.
0: Only some things.
1: Meow.
2: Meow. 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 (laughs) Meow. Meow. We proceed to meow at each other for a good ten (laughs) minutes. Is okay whiskey like a healing kind of whiskey or is it just whiskey? Just whiskey. Okay. Is the iron pan a cast iron pan? Yes. Ooh, we can make some actual flavored food. Is that really what we want to do? That's
0: what I want to do. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, well, I'll I'll keep an eye out for things I may be interested in. And come back to you, Siesta. We will you be here in the
2: plaza for long? No. Cool. <laughs> well, hold on. You said you the there's a 147 gold in the uh, treasury. <laughs> uh, 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 if, uh... if you
1: want to, I think you're going to have to role play this one out.
2: Okay. No, uh, okay. This isn't like. I mean the mega thing about this. I was going to suggest that maybe... I feel like we could benefit from getting a compass. I have a compass. Yeah, we have one. Oh. And how long did it take you guys to find this place?
1: There was magic involved.
2: Oh, yes. Magic seems to be involved in everything that you guys do. Uh, wherever Olivia is, she sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying that, okay, whiskey seems super worth it. Okay. Yeah. I can't think of anything that I... Would like to buy if they do, if there are no healing items. You don't want a blowgun? Come on. <sighs> Poison spray module. It's only a cool hundred, maybe. <laughs> nah. nah, 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 nah.
0: I think that's yeah. I think that's all right for now. Uh yeah, I don't really need anything at the moment, Siesta. But we might be back. Disappointed, Meow. Do we
2: have anything to sell him? I have all the things that come with like the basic you know dungeon pack or whatever or explorer's pack. Mm, See, so we I mean, didn't we didn't get that because we came
3: out of a pod. <laughs> we had nothing.
2: Yeah, I have some standard. And we've never issue, caught up. Some standard issue police gear, you know. My my
0: D and D Beyond inventory page says clothes, common, and then a mace. <laughs> that's it. That's uh, that's all my possessions. I, have I feel like done. I need to buy like rope and stuff. Yeah, I should go. We've got that. a bunch of. We have rope. Do we have rope? I don't have rope. Oh, I have a rope.
1: Did I think? I think the, I, the, the the rope got used. Yeah, oh. at some point.
0: And yeah, we, re- we were not able to retrieve it because we couldn't undo it at the other end. Because
1: everything exploded. Yeah.
0: It's okay. I have a standard issue uh, police rope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I can buy some from uh, Soulsmart. They should have it, right? Or maybe we should check out the pawn shop. Maybe that the yeah. pawn shop has something cool.
2: Yeah, I was going to suggest that as well. All right, bye, Siesta. No.
3: You be good.
2: <laughs> okay, I guess we're going to the pawn shop.
1: The three of you head into the pawn shop. Which is called Falcons Reach Golden Pawn. Falcons Reach Golden Pawn. Sitting behind a counter is Harrison. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, he's a little bit older on the older side, and also a little bit overweight. As the three of you enter, he says, Hello. <laughs> uh,
2: hello. Welcome to my shop. Tell us about your lovely shop and the wares that you have for sale. <laughs> He only has four things.
1: Sitting behind him, you see a bottle of healing whiskey.
2: Ooh.
1: You see a wand with a happy face on the hilt.
2: Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Not that.
1: <laughs> and you see a pair of very fancy-looking boots and a key with a question mark on it.
2: You had to. You had to. You had to include that. That's like uh, you had to make something so enticing. A key with a question mark? Don't you want that? So, what's up with this key with the question mark, Harrison? Or should I call you Harry for short? <laughs> no, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I prefer Harrison. Fair enough. Not like that dick, Harry. Yeah, not like that dick, Harry, <laughs> down the
0: street. Oh, are you not friends? No. The H&H gang. Ugh.
1: Don't get me started.
2: Harrison, are you- are you perhaps jealous of Harry for having a similar name?
1: No, I'm jealous of his hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright. That's fair. What about this key? Well, you see, this key is magical.
3: It magically produces profit for Harrison.
1: Yep, Harrison's gotta make them big money bucks. <laughs> With We're not four called- items. <laughs> We're not called Falcons reach gold and pawn for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of magical effect does it have? It has it has a five percent of opening any door. That's not bad. That's not bad at all.
2: Who would have trouble opening
0: doors? Niklaus just gives like a dead stare. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's serious.
3: A single tear runs from Herkir's eye.
1: Jack tumbles around in his grave a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are there How much like... would a key like that cost? It's 75 gold.
0: Is it? I'm scared to ask because I'm scared of the answer. Is it a, a <laughs> one-time use? Yep. I figured
2: no. Oh. Wait, so it's a one-time use of having 5% chance of opening any door?
1: Mm-hmm. But any door...
3: With a 95% chance of not opening
2: it. What are these boots? What- tell me about these boots!
1: Ah, yes, these boots. While you wear these boots, your steps make no sound. They make you extra sneaky. And how much is that? 450 gold.
0: oh! oh.
1: You hm. see, these are antiques. These are items from another age. So they're used. (laughs) Yes.
3: That's why they're only 450.
1: What about that wand? The wand is 100 gold, and it will bring a smile to anybody's face, whether they want to or not. And I guess it uh, doesn't hurt to ask, how much is the whiskey? The whiskey is also 100 gold. Antique. It's one of those
0: those whiskeys that used to bring life back to you. (laughs) Yes. A fellow
1: connoisseur, I see.
2: Is the... Is the wand one-time use? It is not. Oh, I really want this wand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe when you
3: contribute some money to the group.
2: Can I put a down payment of 10% on the (laughs) wand? You want to put it on layaway? (laughs) No. Is there a payment plan of
1: zero APR for this wand? There's a payment plan of 25% APR.
2: That's not so bad. Don't worry, I'm sure with your police pension, you'll be able to afford it one day. (laughs) <laughs> this is a pawn shop, though, right? That means I could like trade something in for store credit or for another item. Is that how pawn shops work?
0: Like a pawn shop's one of the few places where you can still haggle and like barter.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I'll take anything interesting that you might have. Nicholas searches his pockets.
2: Hmm, cash preferred, obviously. Rations (parentheses) one day.
3: That sounds like the sort of thing pawn shops love.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, I've not been adventuring long enough to have these in- interesting items. <laughs>
1: well, I sure hope you find some. If we do, we'll be back. Sounds good. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Alright, what, what, what do you guys feel like doing?
3: Well, I feel like we could uh, try and investigate this Noel gang a little bit further.
2: I'd be interested in that. It also sounded like you two were interested in uh, maybe checking out the job board also.
0: Maybe there's already a posting about the gnolls, and we can double up our prize. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> All right, we'll check it out. Uh, on the way, I, I just stop in at SoulSmart and buy
3: rope.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's also getting pretty late now. How much is the rope? It'll be 10 gold. 10 gold? Yep. I will buy it. Yeah, I buy
0: a rope 50 feet for 10 gold.
1: Okay. But yeah, it's getting pretty late now. When you guys arrived, it was, it was already evening, and now it's pretty much almost bedtime. Wait, did we look at the
3: job board? Did we want to do that before?
1: Yeah, we'll just take a quick peek before we go to sleep. Yep, you take a quick peek at the job board. There is a posting by Harrison, and it seems like three people owe him money, and he wants his money. There is another posting by Harry, and this one is sort of almost illegible. It seems to say that he swears that he has seen a unicorn nearby, and he really wants to be friends with it. That was Harry? Harry, yeah. A
0: unicorn in Falcon's Reach. So a debt collector for Harrison. And a unicorn hunter for Harry. Is there anything else? No, that's it for now. Long rest?
2: Yeah. Yep. But it's been a long day. You know, my serious life like literally changed today. I think literally. To... I, think, I think she needs to rest.
1: The three of you head back to your apartment, and now you have to discuss sleeping arrangements. <laughs> I said it was just three mats on the ground. Yeah, in the bedroom part, yeah.
3: Was there like a small living room, kitchen, bathroom, and a bedroom?
0: Yep. Nikos just collapses on one of the mats.
3: How many mats are there? We'll cool just say there's three. Herker also also collapses on one of the mats
0: as he's laying there. He kind of like haphazardly raises a hand and motions and presses digitates himself
1: and the mat. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're pretty sure you see like a flea like jump off somewhere.
3: You uh... Herker rolls up his, his coat just uses it as a pillow.
2: Yep, Sirius actually has a bedroll in her inventory, so <laughs> <laughs> fresh bedroll, fresh clean bedroll. That's freshly baked <laughs> bedroll she so she un she you know unrolls it and you know tucks herself in and waits for things to get like quiet and then it's just like so why'd you lie about your names hercures out <sighs> <sighs>
1: snores. the question bothers you for the rest of the night
3: everyone else sleeps really well
1: yeah
2: she's like can i trust these guys no you can't don't trust us enter party strife
1: Niklaus and Hirkert, the two of you sleep a very deep sleep. It's the first time in a while where you've been able to sleep in which you're not being chased, you're not lost, and just the not having the stress of that, the both of you sleep the the best sleep you've had
2: for a while. Hooray. Serious, so you sleep terribly. Yeah, that makes sense. Uninspired. What are you thinking about? She's very worried. She found out today that... She can cast magic without magitech. She found out that her dad was being followed and that she's potentially being followed and is in danger. So she can't go back home. She's wondering what's going to happen with her job. Uh, so she's just sort of she's very worried about all these things and just how, you know, how how very different everything seems in her life from when she woke up today to now. And also, who are these? Who are these weirdos that she's with? Who are these ruffians? Yeah. These these lying these lying weirdos. And what's the deal with the talking rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> also that that might be the biggest thing that the biggest thing that's looming in her that's mind. That's what
0: really keeps her staying up the whole night, it's the rabbit thing.
2: How? How do they even have vocal cords that allow them to talk? <laughs> and why is it named Tiger and not Rabbit? Seriously, you have
1: trouble falling asleep, but eventually you do. And you have this very bizarre dream about Tiger the Rabbit. First he shows up as a rabbit, and then as you follow him, as he hops down through some narrow corridors, he slowly transforms into a tiger, and then you blink again and he's a rabbit again. You continue to follow Tiger down a series of paths, and eventually in the distance you see the silhouette of a feminine figure basking in a very bright light. As you approach, this figure and all of its light flies towards you and it feels like it's giving you a hug
2: oh uh you know a, a smile forms on my face in my in like real life as i'm sleeping feel protected
1: yeah and the three of you continue your deep deep slumber Hey gang, this is your occasionally adequate dungeon master Joey. I hope you guys like this episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. Just a reminder to share the podcast with family and friends if you guys are having fun. We don't do a whole lot of advertising other than our social media accounts, so any little bit helps. Join us next week as Hircir, Nicklaus, and Sirius get some downtime.